0: Welcome to Words of Inspiration with Reverend James T. Brown Jr., the lead pastor of Tabernacle of Worship. Let's join today's message in progress. Uh, Glory to God. Well, family, today we are continuing in our series, One Nation, One God. One Nation, One God. And we're going to be, we're still in the book of Ezekiel. We're looking at scripture in chapter 37 today. Ezekiel, chapter 37, and we're going to begin at verse 1, Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 1, and here the word of God reads, it says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them by them round about, and behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and and will bring bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord." So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise, and behold, a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews and the flesh came up upon them, and the skin covered them them above, and there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind, prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as, I, as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army today we're going to speak from the subject speak life in the valley speak life in the valley here in our text god gives ezekiel a vision of the condition of the people of israel Now, it's important to take note as we look at this passage. Systematic theology tells us that this passage is speaking to physical Israel, speaking of their restoration that they will see. And in fact, we, we believe many of us believe um, those that are theologians and those that have studied believe that part of that has taken place. As we see the nation of Israel has been brought back together, we see them working with a system of government. We see them with their culture and, and, and um, society that's been established. The bones have been put back together. However, there are many that look at the last part of this verse or this passage and say that the last part hasn't taken place place yet the breath has not been breathed into them they've not received the breath the true breath of the Lord Jesus Christ because they're not walking in that truth as of yet so that hasn't manifested as of this point but that's looking at it from a systematic uh, theology standpoint but I want you to know there's a natural part to this passage and I believe there's also a spiritual part to this passage as well As we look at it, I I believe that those of us who have been grafted into the kingdom of God, those of us who have been born in because of our faith in the Lord Jesus, there's a spiritual part that is relevant for us as well. Let's look back at verse number one at this point here. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord, and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. Lo, they were very dry here. Ezekiel saw that there were many bones and that these bones were dry. He saw that there were many bones. These bones were dry. These bones were scattered throughout the entire valley. It was filled with them scattered everywhere. As far as the eye could see these bones represented the house of Israel represented the house of Israel as they had been scattered throughout the lands. But then there was a very important notation that the prophet made. The bones were very dry. The bones were very dry. You say, Pastor, why was that important? Well, this means that the bones had no life in them. They had no life in them. The bones, that they, 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 they were very dry. There was no life and they were dead. Now, the bones that are in our body, those bones are wet. They're wet. They're filled with blood vessels, nerves, marrow, and they're somewhat soft. You see, our bones continue to grow. They continue to change. They're full of life. They're full of life. But these bones were dry, brittle, and dead. There was no life in them. There was no life in them. Notice that Ezekiel did Didn't just say that they were dry, but they were very dry. They were very dry. There was absolutely no mistaking their condition. They had been there in this state for a long time. They had been dead for a long time. And this is what the prophet noticed. Look with me now at verse three. Here in verse three, it says, and he said unto me, son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, "O Lord God, thou knowest. We see the prophet's faith being exercised here. You say, wait a minute, pastor. How do we see that? He said, only the Lord. No, he said he couldn't even tell. And that's true. That's true. Ezekiel lets us know actually what he truly thinks about the hope of life in these bones by the statement that he makes at the end of verse two. Remember? He said he saw these bones. They were dry. In fact, they were very dry. So he let us know these things are dead. No good for nothing. I can't do anything with these. I don't know why he's got me here, but I'm here because he wanted me to be here. So he's letting us know there's nothing that I can do. But watch this. He did not stop there. He said, but because honestly, he had no idea if the bones could live or not. He didn't have any idea. You say, why is that, Pastor? Well, see, he knew the condition that he witnessed. He knew the condition that he witnessed with his eyes. He knew what he saw, but he also knew the power of his God. (laughs) He knew the power of his God. And he said, listen, I understand what I see, but I also know God. I know him well. You see, we must always remember that we walk by faith and not by faith. Sight. Listen, I know what I see, but I also understand who I believe. We walk by faith and not by sight. Listen, our God is always greater than what we see. Let me say that again. Our God is always greater than what we see. I know what you're looking at. I know how it looks, but never disregard the power of your God. Never disregard the power of your God, he's greater than what we see. This is why he said to, to God virtually the same thing that Peter said to Jesus. <laughs> Remember that? Remember Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Peter, do you love me? Peter said, yes, Lord, feed <laughs> Yes, you know I love you. Peter, Then the Lord Jesus said unto Peter, feed my lambs. Peter, do you love me? Agitated. Peter responds, Lord, you know all things. He said, Feed my sheep, feed my sheep. Listen, this is almost the same response that that, that Ezekiel had for God. He wanted to say, You know, you know. He says, Oh Lord God, thou knowest. He's I may not know. I may not understand, but I know that, you know, I know that, you know, I need somebody to type and check. God knows. God knows. I know there's some things that we don't know. I know there's some things that we can't see, but we have to always know that God knows. God knows even when we can't understand it, even when we when we can't see it. Listen, I'd say that because I know that my thinking may be limited. I may have limited thinking that there may be things that, that regardless of my degrees and regardless of what I have have achieved academically or professionally, there's still some things that I just don't know. And see, I have to come to the fact of realizing that God told me that he will do what exceedingly abundantly above all I could even ask Let's pause there for a moment. Even the things I know to ask, even the things I can think about to ask. I can ask it, but he's going to do more than that. I can simply go to him and I can cry and fall on my face, but he'll give me more because that's just how good he is. But also understand that scripture did not stop there. It said, more than you could ask or even think that means whatever you can comprehend comprehend in your mind comprehend in your brain you go beyond that because god can do that god can do that listen don't limit him based upon what you think don't limit him based upon what you see eye has not seen ear has not heard neither has it even entered into the heart of man what god has prepared for his people understand that understand always remember you don't limit god here it was Ezekiel. Ezekiel said, I'm not going to limit you. Listen, I'm not even going to worry about that. Thou knowest. I can't see it because I'm looking at these dry bones. And you're saying, can these bones live? And what I know, these bones almost look like dust. So if you're telling, asking me, I don't really think so. But I'm not going to stop there because I know what you can do. I know what you can do. What I've seen you do. What I've been told from generations that you can do. So therefore thou knowest oh god thou knowest here that leads us back to our, our passage look with me at verse number four look at verse number four again he said unto me prophesy upon these bones and say unto them O ye dry bones hear the word of the lord Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. God wanted Ezekiel to speak, to speak, prophesy to these bones that were dead. These bones that were dead. He wanted him to speak and to prophesy to the dead bones. Let me share this with you. It's easy. It's easy to look at a situation and decide that I'm not going to even try because this just doesn't make sense. Could this have made sense to him looking at death virtually looking at that which does not have life and I'm going to speak to it. I'm going to prophesy to it and tell it that it's going to have life. You see, there's some things that God will call us to do and some things that other people will look at and say, that just doesn't make sense. And even you'll look at it and say, it doesn't make sense. And sometimes there are things that hinder us from moving forward and doing that things. Some of those things are like this. People are going to think that I'm crazy. When you hear from God and you're like, start what? In in, in the middle of, of what is almost a recession in the. Middle of a pandemic, you want me to start what? Start a business? Are you sure, God? That just don't make sense to me. Start a family right now? (laughs) God, this looks crazy to me. Uh, it, It doesn't make sense. People are gonna think I'm crazy if I do that. And then you look and say, you look at how much work is involved and you say, listen, do I even have the energy to do this? God, are you sure? I think I'm too old to approach this. This should be love for somebody younger. Oh, oh no, I don't have enough education for this. This should be love for someone with expertise. No, this isn't really it can't be what you're calling me to. I don't have the energy to deal with that. God, that, that can't be right. And then some of us look and say, ah, how long is it going to take to do this? How long? I, I've been in this issue. I've been already going through problems for a long time. I tried to start this and it didn't work. I tried to start that and you want me to go. How long will it take, God? How long? You remember when you used to go on vacations and your kids be sitting in the back in the, in the back seat and they're looking at you saying, is it much longer now? Is it, how long is it going to take us to get there? Is it longer now? You're sitting there looking and you're asking God, how long is it going to take? I'm looking at this whole valley. This whole valley filled with bones as far as I can see. And you want me to prophesy to them? God, how long is this going to take? I don't know if I have the stamina to be able to hang in here and to do this. There are questions, things that we look at. But we have to be driven by what God's ultimate goal is. To produce life. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it was a blessing to you. If you are in the Metro Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for our regularly scheduled services at Tabernacle of Worship. You will also be able to get this entire message. Please feel free to visit our website at www.taboworship.org. That's ww.tavor-s-h-i-p.org for more information.